Welcome to episode 223 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 223 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How are you going, mate? <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, he's not going well. Um, no, I'm much better than last week. So oh, you are feeling better? Yes. I've lost my voice, but uh, other than I'm, yeah. It's that husky voice. So. Well, I had to teach kids aerobics, and I didn't have a microphone. Oh, yeah. Dear. Microphone's like my hammer. It's, tough, it's the tool of my trade. Like Bob the Builder. Bob the Builder, and so hence I sound like, although... We do interview Yvonne Van Vlerken today. Yes. And she did say, the sexy voice man. She's liking so, it. So, hey, ladies. Ladies. <laughs> I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Extreme Endurance. And hear what Yvonne says about it later on in the show. Coffees of Hawaii. Great coffee. Get on it. Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. And triathlon tunes. Get your tune so you too can be the coolest dude in your circle of dudes. That's right. So they're the circle of dudes. In this week's show, we've got some news. We've got a double whammy website of the week, John. We've got two websites that I've uh, taken off old Nick Morales from Try Juice, the Juicinator. The Juicinator himself. And a couple of good websites, actually. I've got a quick interview with uh, Yvonne Van Vluken, uh, some questions and answers, and then we have a prize draw at the end. So Daniel McDonald from uh, DCM Sports in New Zealand was fundraising for prostate cancer, and uh, some of you guys might have noticed I put out a quick thing on our Facebook page last week, so we may have gone into the draw for that. Uh, it was basically a draw for about $4,000 worth of stuff, and he wanted to make it all legit, and so we're drawing it live on Iron Tour. <laughs> live! Okay, uh, uh, news is proudly brought to you by <laughs> xtro.com. John's dying next to me, that's alright, I'll survive. We've got the husky voice and the dying man today, mm. isn't it? Um, xtro.com, go out there, check out the latest news reviews and interviews with the stars. Well, the big race that happened last weekend, John, was... Uh, challenge Copenhagen first year there was it first year they've had the race they and had, uh, lots of lots we got lots of feedback on the race oh, yeah. oh, um, so we had, Westwood sent me an email oh did he yeah. um, so anyway they had terrible weather before the race so a lot a lot of rain and uh, that limited the athletes ability to go and train on the course a bit it was, it was that bad and one of the problems that also created was um, it was it was serious rain so you know when it breaks up the road yeah. <clears throat> there was a lot of um, stones on the road and so they had a huge amount of um, punches on the day my, one of my poor Polish fellas who was racing got three punches. Oh, really? So he was lucky. He, he had carried two spears, and then um, after his third one, there was a spectator on the side of the road. I'm not sure if they gave him his wheel or a tyre, and so he managed to change again. Wow. So he managed to go on and finish the race, but he's a guy who would have ridden close to five hours and he ended up doing 5.45 on the bike. Oh, that just kills you. Know, <clears> well, Paul Westwood was saying that lots of people, including Martin Jensen, who was the race favourite, Hilary Biscay, uh, Elizabeth C and others, Chris uh, Chris McDonald. No, well, he ended up in hospital. Oh, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Paul got two punches. Yeah, didn't get a sub nine. He's sick of it. <laughs> He's going back to short course. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, also got a bit of a feedback from our Polish guys. Um, as you say, first first year they've run the race, uh, and they've they've got sort of the gold standard because they've done Challenge Road, they've done yep. Ironman Austria, Ironman Switzerland. So they know what a good race is about. So, um, swim course said was fast. <coughs> they made the mistake of starting with the experienced athletes up the front and got a bit got a bit pounded. Um, they said on the course they didn't couldn't see any medical 
help and no technical help, which was a bit of an issue compared to, say, Rote, where they said it's been fantastic. Um, they also said the recommended hotel was about 4.5k <coughs> from the start, um, which, was, which was a little bit too far when the, there was another hotel. The Park Inn Hotel was only 1.7k from the start. So if you are going next year, they'd suggest you stay there. Um, the bike course has said at the beginning the runs through the streets of Copenhagen, which is which is nice, but there's lots of turns and quite technical for the first 10 to 15k. You're always going to get that if you have a, um, a sort of city centre start. Um, it's the next 20k is along the seaside, probably a bit like Kona, could be potentially quite windy. And um, we thought the course was really really flat, but they actually said it was fairly bumpy. It was still fast. But it was quite bumpy. Maybe um, kind of like road. Mm, it's kind so, of up and down. So you know, uh, the stronger, stronger, bigger, stronger guys may um, have a bit of an advantage there over the over the thinner, thinner guys. One thing he did say was um, about 10k before the end of each loop, and I'm not sure how many loops they did. There was a sort of paved section, a bit like the Parry Road Bay, so you need to be prepared for that. Um, and they did say that on the bike course there was a lot of stones, but that's largely because of the weather and probably a bit out of, out of the race organisers. And control. apparently they're really sharp, hence mm. flat tyres. So lots of lots of punches by the sound of it. Um, the run course is along a canal in the old harbour, um, a few bridges, so just little uphills, and they can be real killers on the legs, but they said lots of spectators, really good aid stations, high five were out there, so they were loving that. Um, there's a small section with, with, uh, with stones and uh, water temperature is about 18 degrees and there's free beer at the end so I love it free beer at the end so they said you know it was a first time race a few things they need to improve on um, but overall it sounded like a, a pretty good day so on the results side of things we had Tim Burke will take it out in an 8 at 7 so it's obviously a pretty fast course it's a solid yeah, yeah it's solid result it's a pretty good course and, and I think Keegan Williams good Kiwi boy it's got to be a pretty big result for him to get second there 8 12 yeah. for him you know Still, it's a it's a fast fast course, um, but eight, eight twelve is eight twelve. Yeah, that's that's fast. Yeah, that's fast anywhere, isn't it? Um, um, and then Jens Groibig, Groibig, first local man home, and uh, plus here plus nine minutes fifty five. So that would have been about at eight sixteen. I wonder at what stage Chris pulled out. He pulled out about thirty k into the run apparently, but I wonder how he was going in the race well, at that stage. I, I saw on the bike there would seem to be one guy that was blasting off the front. Um, I think it could have been Jimmy Johnson. I'm not quite sure. Good old Jimmy Johnson. And uh, and then there was a group, and I, I went to bed, must have been about 60k into the ride, and Chris McDonald was, was riding with the with the group at okay. uh, that stage. And on the girls' side of things, we saw Rebecca Keat she pull out that. another uh, sub-nine-hour performance, and she did uh, 854. 8.54. And dominated the dojo over Belinda Granger. By over 20 minutes. And really did it on the bike, which is... Um, uh, Fascinating, isn't it? She only ran 3.13. Maybe Belinda had an off day, because Belinda's a strong rider. Yeah, so 3.13, is, is she's, she's a much quicker runner. She can potentially run a lot quicker than that, but she rode a 4.48, and the swim was 50, 50.21, so that's pretty pretty stock standard. Um, Hillary came out in 49.33, so it looks like the swim course was accurate. Bike, she killed it. And then, uh, and then the run she hung on, so at 8.54, which is uh, a, a great time. Belinda Granger second, and Camilla Lindholm from Sweden in third, and 9.26, and Hillary was fourth. So, so they're racing overall. Mm. Uh, what else do we have on, John? We also had Ember Man. We've got some results here for Ember Man. Yep, so <clears throat> uh, as we know, this is the, one of the hilliest, hardest courses on the circuit, and it is a race which has got... Great history. It's been around a long time. Scott Molina's done the race. Cool thing about it is you start basically in the dark and you have to follow a boat which has got a huge big light or sort of fire on the back of it. So it's coy. It'd be a cool way to yeah. start the day. Yep. 
Unless you get lost. Unless you get lost. Yeah, and then you're in trouble. Bike times really re- reflect how hard this race is. Only two guys broke six hours. So really? James Kanana went 5.52 for the fastest of the day. But the winner was Marcel Zamora Perez, and he's had a fantastic season. Um, came home in 9.38. Wait a second, six-hour bike ride. And, well, yeah, so you, you lose it in the bike ride, don't you? But he, I think he won... Um, was it uh, Nice? And I think he ran like a 2.42 or something like that. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure that was yeah. him. So he had a great day. James Kanana was second in 9.45. He won um, the Alpe d'Huez triathlon earlier this year. So obviously he's a bit of an axe when it comes to the uh, comes to the bike. And then third place was Victor Del Corral Morales from Spain in 10.03. So third place, 10.03. Wow, that's pretty fascinating, isn't it? And then the guess of things, Teresa Marcel took it out in 11.20. Wow. Get this, her time in the swim, 48.15, put over eight minutes on the quartet of Bella Bayless, Alexandra Loisson and Isabel Ferrer uh, and Marie Poirier. That's eight minutes in the swim. That's, a, that's, that's massive, a, isn't it? That's, yeah. a, that's crazy. And, and we know that she's a really strong rider as well and uh, just rode away with the race. And, and it's a race that Bella's won and she was uh, 38 minutes off the pace. It's the thing, the fields must be okay. If someone like Bella's only pulling off a fourth, yeah. and, you know, Stephen Bayless in fifth in the men's, you know, like that. They're not they're good fields, aren't they? It's a, you typically get all the, the team team BBB athletes there. Yeah. So um, I'm sure there's there's reasonable prize money there. It's you know the Frenchies are pretty good on the, on the prize money front, and if any of the pros are listening, I, I, I don't actually know what the prize money is. Would would be interested to know. Can't so if you want a tough race, check that one out. Well, last week on the show, John, we, we talked about this event that you thought was Mickey Mouse, and and uh, the Youth no, Olympics no, a waste of time. It's the best race ever. <laughs> I should include it. And you mentioned some Kiwi kid who might do okay because he can only what bike and bike and swim a little bit. And uh, but other than that, he hasn't got a shit show, has he, John? He took out. He the took race. it out, John. Give him some love. The Youth Olympics is the best thing ever. <laughs> best thing ever. Aaron Barclay, Kiwi fella. Um, who <laughs> he was I, the one you mentioned, wasn't he? Yeah, that was the thing. It was it's a very difficult race to qualify. I'm pretty sure I've got this right. It was like there was one athlete from Oceania qualified. Oh, really? So there was no. So why was it? There was a time qualification or something. How they, how no, they, they just had a one-off race. It was like I think I, I think it would have been the Oceania champs, which is in and so one person got it. Yep. So the first, basically, the Aussie or Kiwi. So there's no Aussies there. Um, so I guess, oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So I think it would have been a very small field. Um, and I guess there's probably one like North American. So not taking anything away from it, he won the race. And he would have had to beat some good athletes there. Um, hey, and you didn't pick it. And, and I didn't pick it. Um, but it's fantastic to see a Kiwi on top of the world. Top of the world, best youth in the world, eh? Yes, that's, that's right. That's what we've got. And Did he win by much? I haven't actually seen the result. He, he, he cleared, got lots he, of PR. He got lots of, he's got like, front page of stuff. And yeah, he, um, he cleared out. Uh, he's a great swimmer. He's a really good swimmer. And he's a very strong rider. And he's not the best runner. But he, but he, he won the race on the, on the run. Um, him and another American guy. We're, we're off the front and he pulled away from him. So wait a second, it's the Youth Olympics, but then you have a slot for Oceania. It, it's, yeah, well, I didn't agree with that. It's a bit odd, isn't it? It is. It was, whereas last year they had... Uh, is it run every year, is it? No, last year they had sort of a build-up event. It wasn't quite called... The, it was like the Youth Festival of Olympics or yeah, something like this. Yeah. This was the first one that's going to be the Olympics every four years. Um, but the Youth Olympics is a little bit stupid, really, because it's only four years. No, it's, it's the best thing ever, Bevan. Oh, no, I know, obviously <laughs> the best thing ever, but... You would almost want to do it every year. Yeah, it's true. Because you're going to miss a big yeah, because you're missing big big chunks of people who are coming through the ranks. Mm. Um, but hey, as but hey. as we've been saying, obviously this is probably the most significant sporting event in the world this, this week. Year. This, this year, this year, yeah. this year, <laughs> this year. So, 
PGA, we, pff, golf, whatever. We also had the Extreme Man in uh, in Hungary. Which one was which, that, John? Which is, uh, I think, probably that one there. Yes, and we go, there we go, find the, the mm. men's. And we're a really good athlete there, um, who's, who is a Hungarian guy, um, Joseph Major, took it out. And uh, he, he's he's done some had some great results. Been he absolutely dominated the field. Um, and then the girls. We, girls, we had Halaz Aminari from Schweiz, so it's uh, Switzerland, I'm assuming. Good on okay. you And then there. we had the Czech Ron course, but no results. No results. Uh, the big other race we had, which we actually talked to Yvonne Van Vluken about on the show in a few minutes, but was the European 70.3 Championships, which are in Germany. And uh, Michael Rayler. It's just racing like a legend right now, it isn't is. it? But one good good result here. It's good to see Bjorn Anderson pull together a pretty solid race. He, you know what? He's doing it now. He is, he is finishing. He's still losing a lot of time on the run. But, but he's he, always going to, isn't but he? But he's always going to. But he, he got third, which is a great result. So Michael Rayler, best 70.3 athlete in the world. He's a reigning champion, <laughs> but he's just killing everybody. Sebastian uh, Kilner was, was in second place. He won. What's the prize money for this? Because this is a world champs now. What's the prize money? Well, I think... Um, I, I, it, it's not bad. I, th- I think it might have been seventy five thousand US based on the new system. Yep. It was either seventy five or hundred for the championship race. So these ones do mean more for prize money yeah. and for points as well for Kona. Yep. Um, so I'm not sure if that's actually kicked in yet. But second place was Sebastian Kiln. He finished second at Challenge Right behind um, old Rasmus Henning, and he just dominated on the bike there. And uh, but he he lost two and a half minutes in the swim, so that was pretty much race over for him. And if yep. he hadn't lost that, then he would have been uh, right on par. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bjorn Anderson rode off the front um, in the later stage of the bike, ended up running a one twenty three. He is a better runner than that for third place, but that's a, that's a great result. And there's some other very good athletes. Is he a better there. runner than that? Because that's what he tends to get. He should be able to run. Yeah, he I would should say, be, but he doesn't. He should. Be, uh, but looking at those times there, he should be able to run about a about a one twenty flat. I would say, my estimation. Okay. He also had um, Mike, Mike Twelsick there, um, Philip Graves, Matthias Hecht, so all, all German guys. But um, <clears throat> Thomas Elrig was still pulling off the top ten. And Lothar Leder managed to hang on and not get beaten by Yvonne Van Vlerken. Um But she finished sixteenth overall, so that gives you some indication of the. The the, the, quite, the the number of pro men there but still not a bad field but I wouldn't say it's like a, a championship field quite yet OK we've on we've looking to talk about the females in, in a pretty close race really with very uh, close race Desiree Fucker, who's, who's coming back isn't she she is yeah which is great to see um, she came in at second with about basically 20 seconds behind and in third place on the females was Nicole no, Chris, Christian uh, Christian Moller. So oh, there, sorry. The, the story of the day there was um, Yvonne Van Vlerken and Desiree Flicker had quite a bit of work to do on the run, and they didn't hit the front, I think, until about the 17k mark. Oh, really? Um, but they were running shoulder to shoulder for a lot of the way, and um, Yvonne managed to, to pull away and take the win. So fantastic for her. But as you said, also good to see Desiree Ficker. Yeah, on the back, in the, back, in the, back in the piece, really, eh? So Yvonne must be running well, because Desiree Ficker is, is a very, very good runner. You know, but she, she had a year out. She's done a 240, isn't she? Yeah. Marathon. I think it was a yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. faster than both of us. <laughs> not, for, not for long. <laughs> not, not for very much longer. Um, okay, so we had that race on. Uh, and then we last week, we couldn't get the results for the Euroman, which is the double... Um, there was a double and a triple on. Uh, results was, here. There we go. Results there. So the double nice. and triple, and this was a build-up for the. They're going to do a decker there next year. So a lot of athletes may have been trying this out. They also had a, a single. But there was not many people that did the single. Mm-hmm. You got the times here as well. 
Um, Good old Scott Markham <laughs> sent through, and he said basically the three waves. Then the first wave sent off uh, 24 triple distance athletes, the second wave of 24 double distance athletes, and then uh, the third wave was 20 double and single Ironman athletes. Uh, swim was in a 25 meter pool, 456 lengths for the triple. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be painful, isn't that's it? A lot of lengths. That's a lot of lengths. Just back and forth. How do they do the counting on that? You'd have a counter for each person. You'd have to. You would. Yeah. They just they just tick off every two lengths. They tick it off. How boring would that be for a that job? That would be boring. <laughs> that would be boring for doing and for the job. Bike was a seven mile loop out and back, and then the run was a 1.2 mile loop just around and around and around yeah. forever and ever. And Paul Thompson just dominated dojo. Uh, he came in at 37 hours 55 minutes, but then Scott Markham. E.g. me, this email, came in second at 44.44. And then Hanno, how does that last one, John? Nikau. Nikau, 46 hours and 47 minutes. Uh, First female in the triple was Monique uh, Hollinshead uh, in 50 hours. So she did pretty bloody good, didn't she? Right. Yeah, I wonder where that got her overall. And then the double, uh, how does that one, John? Anthony Germandini. Uh, Came in first in uh, 24 hours. Richard Marseille, 26 hours. And David Holiday, uh, 28 hours. First female home was Rachel Cadman in uh, 32 hours. So, pretty good racing there. I, 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 we want to hear from some of the guys who are planning on doing the decker next year. It'll be interesting to see how you guys go. There's uh, going to be a decker, a trip of five, uh, and then there's going to be a double. So, bring it on. I'd love to. I'd love to. Closer to the time next year, we'll get one of you guys on. Just have an interview of, of what you're doing for prep, yeah. and then maybe even afterwards. Or, and, or even, uh, we're happy to do some interviews uh, during the race. Once you, yeah. Uh, if, 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 you know, day five. Day five, something like that, when you've got five to go, because uh, I assume, you know, they'll have, you have a good sort of anywhere between. What do you reckon the hardest day would be? In, if you're doing 10 days, you know, like I reckon the last day is probably one of the easiest ones because you know you're there. I oh, reckon day three or four would be the hardest. You reckon day three yeah, or four? It's a bit like what it's like on Epic Camp. Um, once you sort of get past halfway, you, you sort of start you to, get, know to you're, yeah. get into a groove and you're, and you're in it. Um, but I it suppose sure. maybe fatigue factor would hit in around. Oh, it's not that hard. Come on. <laughs> hard enough. Oh, but it's the running. Yeah, those. You know, are... like Epic Camp's hard, but you're riding mainly. Exactly. If you were to run a marathon every day on Epic Camp, Piece of cake. <laughs> we have to call it easy. We have to change the name. Call it Easy Camp. <laughs> okay, it's next year's Epic Camp, guys. Uh, we're going to be doing a marathon every day. Yeah. Uh, coming up this weekend, we've got D-Day Triathlon, which is where is that, John? It's in Mauritius. That would be a cool place to go and race. So uh, Mauritius is um, sort of off the east coast of Africa. Um, it would be a really nice place to race. I'm sure it'd be very hot. Apparently, it's, it's uh, the swimmers in a lagoon, a two-lap undulating bike course, and there's a 3.5k hill of about averaging 8% thrown in for good measure, and then a flat run that winds its way through woodlands and meadows. That would be a nice place to race. The Ironman 226 Challenge, which is an island, uh, second year they're doing this, and it's full, so which is bloody good. Last no, no, year. it's second year of having a full. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Let's just say it's full anyway. It's, it's not. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a half. So La- we- Last year they had uh, only had 20 athletes doing the full, and they had uh, a good number doing the half, but if you're looking for... A, for an inexpensive race to go and do, it's only 140 pounds to to enter. So the, there are more and more options out there. It's the old school race, guys. It's the old school. You're not going to get you know lemon beer at the end or anything like that. Well, you might get a beer at the end, but yeah. you're not going to get all the hoo ha. You're just going to get a good old fashioned race with one marshal who's doing the whole bloody thing. Exactly. But it's a beautiful thing. You've got to experience those races as well. John's ITU update. John, what this happened last big, weekend? Right, we had uh, World Championship Series. Go this to is a big one, wasn't it? Kitzbühel in Austria, and they had old Alberto Tomba, the skier there. 
there. And also, interestingly, he's, he's, he, he's won multiple world and Olympic like champions. He's, he's, he's the man when it comes to skiing. Really so flat, flamboyant as well. Really? Because Kitzbühel is basically a ski resort oh, in, okay. in Austria. And uh, really good racing. Um, because it's a bit like in, in, in the short course racing it's a bit like cycling <clears throat> if you get a breakaway on the bike 9 times out of 10 it's never going to succeed and they're going to catch you in the sprint they're going to catch you in the last 100 metres and, uh, and then the sprinters will just come through and, and, and have the race pretty much the same in triathlon you often see breakaways now they maybe get 20-30 seconds maybe even up to a minute that's not enough and the, and, the, and the big guns on the run come through but this time, the breakaway succeeded on the bike. It was about a five or six-man breakaway. And Stuart Hayes from the UK ended up hanging on and taking out the race. So he's an athlete that's a, a good swimmer, really good biker, and he's a good runner, but he's a kind of guy who's probably going to get like a top 15, so yep. maybe, and he's not going to win races. But he had a, they had a minute 40 buffer, and he managed to hang on and uh, take out the win. Oh, so good on him. And, and the good thing is, is the, 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 good, the, good, the, pro, the, the top guys, you know, the Gomez's and, and Fredino and that, they love it when these guys actually do it, and they go, I'm, I'm happy for Stuart to win this race because yep. you go out there, He's you put it all on the line. Yep. Yep. Taking uh, a risk, and, and you know, it's either going to totally <coughs> fail or you're going to pull it off. So he's, uh, he took the race out, which was uh, bloody good on him. Interestingly, also... It would be nice for him too, because right? he's a career athlete. He's, he's, a, he's a guy who's not getting much glory. He's not getting the front page of the mags or anything like that. And, you know, like these guys are the, are the key to our sport, really. You need those guys just as much as you need the Gomez's of the world. And, you know, like... Who knows how many races this guy won in his career? But it's just nice for those guys to just get there one day where they where they experience the glory. Eh? Yeah, it just spices up the the race. So it's not just always doesn't always the become race, just yep. a running race. Yep. What was also interesting is um, the ITU all of a sudden decided to crack down on the rules in the uh, transition area, and a number of guys got penalties. Um, Gomez got a penalty, and so did Brownlee, and I think so did Bevan Doherty. And they basically get 15 second penalties because they didn't rack, either rack their bikes properly, they just threw them in there, threw their helmets away, didn't put them in the So, so wait a second, because it is Mickey Mouse when you watch your transitions. They pretty much go and drop and go, don't they? Yeah, they're obviously cracking so, down so, on it. So, so they're basically run, they're out on the run course, and there's a penalty area you can basically take your 15 seconds whenever you want by the look of it. Yeah. Um, and so Gomez managed to run his way up to second, and then uh, he has to pull into the, into the little penalty box a couple of guys run past and he's got to get back out there and get back into the rhythm and Brownlee had the same thing he had to stop for 15 seconds as well so um, it, it just kind of adds a little thing yeah, to the race surely before the race they let them know they're going to be stricter on it you would assume so but in the heat of the battle they haven't probably even busted before yeah. they just go oh, bugger it and throw it, throw it in there interesting. so interesting on the girls side of things um, the girl Finla- Another sprint off. Finlay who, who Came out of no, pretty much came out of nowhere. Had her first race in London. She's won back to back now, isn't back she? Back to back. She's, she'd never done a World Championship Series race prior to that, and she did two two races in a row. She outsprinted Andrea Hewitt. And so, wait a second. Is she going to be the legend of the future? No, they're all very, very close. Like, she, sure, she won, but it's all so close. It's not like she dominated. Yep. So all those girls are so close now, and um, it's just it just becomes a bit of a blanket finish. But those three did clear out, and Lisa, Nor- Lisa Norton was in uh, was in second place, and Andrea was third. So overall, we've got one more race in the series to go. Uh, Evan Moffat of Australia is winning the women's, but Andrea's got a good chance of taking her out, hasn't she? she it's has, pretty close. She, she beat her convincingly in that race, and it's double points in the last race. So oh, really? She, uh, so it really comes down to the last it, race now, doesn't it? Definitely it definitely does. Like, what do you get for a win? How do the points work? Uh, I'm not sure. Like She's got 2,600 points. She's but, only 50 points behind her. Yeah, it'll basically that, that'll be one placing, I would say. Oh, so, wow. So if, if she, she can finish, beat... If she finishes ahead of her, Andrea will be the number one ranked athlete in the world. And the men, so is, is Jan... Jan Frodeno... Probably, you know, but he's still got to finish and have a good finish. But he's been had a really consistent season, been on the podium 
pretty much every race he's done. Yep. And Javier Gomez is, is, is running hot now. Um, and Brownlee only finished 40th place, so he managed to just throw, throw, in the, throw in the towel a bit in the race. Okay, another piece of news. Uh, last weekend, uh, was maybe a weekend before last, because we got emails about this early last week, but Julie... Um, what's Dibbins. Name? Dibbins. Julie Dibbins, uh, Boulder 70.3, got to the finish line, waited five minutes to cross the finish line. <laughs> That's classic. To, to basically, so that the rest of the field wouldn't cut out the 8% rule in the it's, paycheck. It's funny. So obviously that hasn't quite kicked in yet. We know that that rule it's is changing. being changed. Well, no, is it for... I mean, I, don't, I can't remember. Anyway... She stopped just before the finish line for five minutes. How bad does that look? <laughs> it just makes Imagine it Imagine if you went to a race. Because let's, let's be honest, most people watching a 70.3 are the local people in the area who, or maybe mm-hmm. in Boulder, they're going to know about it. But in most areas, let's say you did it in Taupo yeah. or, or in Auckland or a big region, you're basically going to get you know people who don't bugger all about triathlon. Mm-hmm. And then they're going, well, what's happening? Why isn't she passing the line? How bad does that look for the sport? It's it's, it's a shocker. Yeah, and it's a shocker, isn't it? Imagine if, 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 if Chrissy decided to make a point. So, say Kona this year, say the conditions are not right and she's not going, not going to get a race record. Yep. Imagine if she just stands there in the finishing chute for, for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Guarantee things have changed there. Yeah, yeah. And and it's funny that you know we we talk about the the ITU, um, not the ITU, WC communicating more yep. more now with the pros, which is fantastic, and I think it's great. But if it ha- I wonder if it had happened if it hadn't been for that article that Chrissy wrote and really got got it out there. And and I think it'll just take somebody um, like Chrissy to, to take a stand and, and do that. Just stand in the finishing shoot and and uh, well, Roy, Roy who sent it through, um, Roy Spicer. Uh, was basically like, wondering, is this good sportsmanship? Uh, you know, when you're doing stuff like that. I know, you know what? In this situation, I actually think it is. I think she's making a point for our sport. Yeah. And she was going to win the race. She wasn't going to concede the race in doing mm-hmm. that. And she's making a point that you know what? This is an unfair system. Um, and us athletes can have power. Mm. And the way we can have power is make you guys look silly in times like this. Mm. And Julie's actually made WTC look a little bit silly in this instance. Mm. Uh, and also help her competitors, you know, make some money. So interesting stuff. I'm very fascinating to see where that goes. Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't be a good look ongoing, would it? No. Imagine if every race a pro stopped and, you know, <laughs> it'd be classic. Yeah, and good on it too because that takes guts. Oh yeah. You know, like you know, like that takes. You know, you've got to have a bit of confidence in yourself to go, you know what, I don't want to piss people off. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I'm doing what's good for my sport. So, good on it. Other, other news, um, it's really interesting to see that the Formula One drivers seem to really be enjoying triathlons. And Nino Rosberg, who's a Formula One driver, he raced in the World Championship Series in Kitzbühel last weekend. And not in, obviously, the elite race, but in the age group race. Also saw Jensen Button, he did the... Uh, He's pretty good, Jensen Button, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he did the, uh, the London race again, I believe. And, um, and his times are pretty respectable. Yeah, and Mark Weber, he also does triathlon, so it's it's interesting. Those guys are obviously pretty fit. I mean, I know it's, that stuff's really hard in those cars, yeah. but um, they, they seem to really thrive on triathlon, which is great. Yeah. Okay, let's have a look at a sponsor. Athlinks.com. You've got Ed YouTube clip. What are you talking about, John? Well, so what you, if, if you don't know um, about oh, you a, mean a few of the features, if, you, if you've basically got yourself an Athlinks account, a couple of things you can do on there is um, if you see a really good YouTube clip or even if you're involved in a YouTube clip and you want to post that to your profile you can easily do that and get it up there um, and the other thing that I think is really useful on Athlinks is sharing some information so if you see a really good news article 
um, that you like to look at, you just go onto your profile and there's a little button down there if you click on it and you scroll down and you can add a news item um, and then that can be shared with other people so you can share some, some really good information. So well, I think what's really cool with the YouTube clip nowadays is that um, you know most people, most racers nowadays have a YouTube clip around them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even the JD Duathlon has one, doesn't it, John? Got a couple. Yeah, yeah, I check those out. Nice. Yeah. You know, you know how you did the handicap one. Yeah. A guy, the guy who won it, or the guy who's first across the line, his handicap was well. I know him. Oh yeah. He comes to the gym. Yeah. He's a Southland singlet. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Burglar. Was that? We call him the burglar. The burglar. <laughs> and uh, he, um, what am I saying? But. Yeah, so like most racers have their own YouTube clips. So in your race reports, or if you just got, you know, I did this race, you can actually put the clips on your Athlings page. Exactly. So when you go back in the in the future and you look back on your races and you go, oh, that race, and you can watch the video and it makes it more special. So if, if you don't know how you actually copy um, Athlings clips, I mean not Athlings clips, um, YouTube clips, <clears throat> there's a little. Um, you can either just copy the the URL, the the web address across the top, or there's also you can click on the embed button yep. and then you can copy the. Um, the little, uh, all the, 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 the HTML code. Oh, well done, John. There you go. Well done. So get on to Athlinks. If you haven't got a profile, get on there because you should store all your results in one place. As Bevan said, you can go back and check them out, set up your rivals. You can also add YouTube clips and other news items and share them about. So check it out on athlinks.com. Athlinks.com. So it's your networking for insurance athletes. Your social and tracking needs. That's right. And we we also post our hot topic of the week up there. And last week, let me go, I've got to find it, John, my profile. Mm. Um, last week, we basically wondered whether you guys thought um, the rule changes they've made with the pros regarding um, Kona qualification, prize money, etc., whether you think it's a good thing or whether they're barking up the wrong tree. And we also asked Yvonne about this. And um, We're having interweb problems, so let's start with what you think, John. What I think... Well, we're only two seconds away. Well, Five. My interweb's gone four, slow. No, three. Still got... Two. No, we're a few seconds away. Anyway, I think, <laughs> as we, we, we discussed this briefly with Yvonne as well, I think um, on the whole, I think the changes are, are, are really good um, <laughs> for the most part. I think, you know, people do think that guys are going to end up doing lots of Ironmans, but I don't know. I, 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 think what, I think the system should probably mean that the best guys still qualify for Kona for the most part because I think they'll do one Ironman and say two or three um, 70.3s and that will be enough to, to get them enough points. So I think probably my one criticism of it is, um, yes, they're improving prize money um, to a degree, but I still think uh, that Kona, the prize money should go a lot deeper. It should go at least 20 deep. If you're getting the best guys there and you want yeah. the best guys there, yeah. they've got to know that... Um, well, you could argue they'd, they'd go anyway. Like this year, the best guys were there. It's they, true. You know what I mean? And they weren't getting paid to any deep. Yeah, but, I, but, but my opinion is... At the end is, of the day, we want more money in the they, sport. They, they should go deeper than that. If you're finishing 11th in Kona, <clears throat> you should be getting... Well, Jeff Protel, he thinks it's a positive change. In the past, that you've had a situation where pros <laughs> were getting beaten by age groupers but still potentially qualifying for Kona. And this change means that this will no longer happen, which is a really good point, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be the best mm-hmm. of the best, but previously you would have some of the lower quality athletes qualifying. However, by making it more gener- genuinely elite event, WC are obliged to increase the prize money. So he agrees with you on that. Uh, Andrew Bin Search thinks I probably it's, I think it's good. It means the pro, best pro field should be at Kona, and it gets rid of the second tier pro on a small um, going to the small races like Ironman China. The smaller field is good as it could reduce drafting and make it a fairer race. As a small field, I feel they have to have a race in which pros now can't 
go. Uh, hold on, I'm lost it there. Um, um, Paris can't, who, who now can't go, should be able to do it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think one point, the main point there that Andrew makes is um, it could potentially reduce the drafting. I think, uh, especially in the females, I think this will have a really big effect. The guys, I'm not sure. I still think that bunch, there'll be a, a sizable bunch there, but it'll be a little bit less, but it'll still be a good bunch. But I think the girls, I think this could have a fairly big impact um, on, on some of the girls because they won't have as many second, third tier pro guys to ride with. Okay, uh, Heath McBride, <coughs> it would be nice to hear more from what the pro groups uh, think about the change. Uh, change is good, I suppose, when looking at WTC and the way it has started to approach their responsibility to the sport, especially considering the history of criticism on the subject. I myself would like to see WCC endorse more random items, toothbrushes, tequila and such. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Troy Bussot, um, the Athlinks man, in a perfect world, the best solution would be to have the pros race Monday and allow the age groupers from Sunday to hang out and cheer them on. Logistically, it's not going to happen, so a smaller field, as um, Andrew mentioned above, should reduce drafting and make for a more pure, pure race. Jed has a great point as well with regard to qualifying of pro a pro that was qualifying. We're still years away from having a try. The depth of pro athletes where there isn't so much fall off on, say, the top 30 Beyond the top 10, things that tend, off, tend to fall off pretty quickly. There we go. Okay, and I'll say I'll go with Jocelyn. Uh, she said, My concern is that many of the Australian and New Zealand athletes are at a huge disadvantage given the low priorities of these races. It sounds like the prize money will be poor and the opportunity to qualify even lower. Triathlon is such a huge sport in these countries, but they are being treated as underdogs. Remember Craig Alexander qualified for his first Hawaii after coming third in Australia and went on to come second in Hawaii. Would third get him a spot in the new rules? I don't think so. My second concern is 100% selfish as I think many professionals who are financially struggling in Australia and New Zealand are coming fourth to sixth. will drop to the age groups and now it's going to make it even harder for me to qualify, which is a really good point, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think realistically, most guys who are um, racing professionally, um, they are going to either be based in the States or Europe for... The bulk for, for their off season, they have to. You know, the, the, you can't sit in New Zealand and go, "I'm going to do Ironman New Zealand and I'm going to be a pro athlete." You have to go away and race. So, I, th- I yeah, I, I think it, I think it's, it is going to make it um, much harder to qualify for Kona, especially as an age group. Because I think you, you know, like the types of you and I when we we're in our prime, we wouldn't have raced as a pro. That's true. And so then that I mean, makes it f- the field harder to, you know. Yeah, but I think for the most part, you know, if um, if you're good enough to be going to Kona, you will be based either in the States or Europe, and you will end up doing a couple of other races. So, and, and I just think I think it should be hard to qualify for Kona. Um, I, for me, this is a, I haven't put a lot of thought into this. So I'm not going to go on too much, but I think it seems as though it's it's pretty good stuff. The only thing I, I and we've touched on this before is just don't really understand how they've ranked the races, and and I think maybe a little bit more clarity there. You know, some of the iconic races, New Zealand is an iconic race, mm. and it's one of those races where you know what if they're given more points you would have got a better pro field mm-hmm. and it's the exposure like maybe New Zealand's maybe they're based it on markets you know maybe yeah. New Zealand's just not a big enough market for the sport and so they thought well why why try to get good pros to that race when we get more exposure and PR in a race like Germany yeah but we have also said and we've said in the past um, you know it would be great to have you know four or five big races where all the big guns go head to head and that's what they're trying to encourage they're going yep. big points on offer much better prize money we want the best athletes at these races these other but, races are a stepping stone I suppose the thing is, is you're right you know, and these big races are but Australasia doesn't have one race 
That's true. You know what I mean? You, you know, mm. You've got America, you've got Europe, you've got, you know, they, these are having these big iconic races which are drawing big fields. In Australasia, come on, triathlon's pretty big in this region. Mm-hmm. We don't have that one race that's going to get that great field. And, and you know what, it probably would have to be Australia yeah. if you were going to do it. But it's it's fascinating that they've chosen to kind of neglect Australasia in this, in this part because mm. imagine if Australia had one of the big, big events, mm. how good would that be for the sport here? Well, they should really um, have a championships say 70.3 in Australia or New Zealand I think you know our championship races is again up in Phuket so you've got to travel all the way up to, yeah. to Thailand to do it um, so if they had that then that would be have a have a heavy points waiting um, and maybe that's a solution mm. okay uh, so interesting discussion here so remember if you always want to uh, comment on the discussion on me just go to athlinks.com and it's always on the IM Talk homepage um, this week we've got a question from Rachel and Rachel was I'm a wandering Kiwi currently living in Colorado how about asking the readers slash fans or like the fans for their favourite quotes and see what turns people's cranks this is mine from when I was training in for Ironman Arizona a few years ago over the Colorado winter I don't know the author but basically here it is in the depth of winter I finally learnt that within me lies an invincible summer that's Rachel Rachel it's it's beautiful John it is beautiful do you have a favourite saying? Um, well, I have a think about. It. I don't really know, but it will, um, I'll have a think for next week's discussion. Okay. Of course, because you always like to leave it. I always like right. to. I like to let it go. Yes. P.S. She bought nine talk Tuesday, so nice. yes. I hope you're enjoying that. Uh, she would be John. Okay, John. Let's put let's put the interview on now. Yvonne Van Vlerken. Here's Yvonne Van Vlerken. Okay, we're really happy again to have on the show. The two thousand in two thousand eight, she was the fastest woman ever to cover the Ironman distance at uh, Challenge Road. She went on to get a podium at Kona, and uh, most recently this year, she had a third uh, at Ironman Frankfurt, a sprint finish at the seventy point three in Austria, and last weekend she won the European seventy point three champs. And it's Yvonne uh, Van Vlerken. So welcome back to the show, Yvonne. Yeah, hello, and your pronouncing is getting better every time I speak to you. Uh, we we, 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 <laughs> we practice for hours. Before the show, we've, we've been here for half an hour practicing. <laughs> so h- how happy are you with the season so far? You know, you've had some, some great 70.3 races there, had Frankfurt, uh, Silver at the World Long Distance Champs. Um, how's it all gone for you? I think you already know, but the, this year didn't really start like I wanted to do. I trained really hard. Maybe I trained a little bit too hard in the beginning of the year because, like everybody else, I wanted to be like really fit for the race in Abu Dhabi. And then I had some uh, problems with my health, and yeah, I was thrown back. And uh, but I think I'm really doing well now. So I got back, and now I'm getting stronger after every race. So. Yeah, as you said, I was third at the European Championships in Frankfurt and then came back better with a second place at the World Champions long distance in, in Germany. And then now, finally, I got a, a first place again. So, yeah, you can imagine that I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. You, you, you do both the, um, yeah, obviously, the ITU Championship races and you do, like, the European 70.3 and the European Ironman Champs. I mean, um, for you, is there a difference between what's more important, the the ITU version or the WTC version, or is it all much the same for you? Uh, No, I think a lot of people don't know that... uh, a lot of people do know that I'm from the Netherlands, but I live in Austria, and uh, it was never really planned for me to do the race um, in Ingolstadt, the World Championships from the ITU, the long distance. Uh, but Ingolstadt is like only 45 kilometers away from, from where I live. Yeah. 
So, and you know, um, people expected, expected a lot from me in Frankfurt, and maybe I myself the most. And it didn't work out like I wanted it to, and then a third place was really like, for me, a disaster. I'm really disappointed. So then, yeah, that beautiful race four weeks later was like, for me, an uh, attempt to, to do it better and to get a better place. And yeah, you know, when it's only 40 kilometers away from home, you can just sleep in your own bed and you don't ha- have to lose any energy to, to travel to a race or do something. And uh, the bike course is just so beautiful. And yeah, that's why I live there, you know. <laughs> it's just the most amazing bike course there is. And that's an advantage, of course, when it's 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 a home race. So that's why we uh, we said, well, okay, um, I will just race in the in the World Champs and just take it as a, a really hard last training for the European Championships uh, from yesterday. So yeah, that was the reason. It wasn't really planned for me. It was just like um, I just wanted to do it badly. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy that I did. Does, does that race get much coverage uh, over in Europe? Like, does, you know, the, does the ITU long-distance championships have as much credibility as maybe, you know, the European 70.3 champs? Um, I have to say that, like, uh, last year it was in Australia, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's already, you can already hear. Uh, I'm from Europe, of course, and... Uh, you don't hear any, you didn't hear anything about that race because it's just so far away. Yeah. But now, because it was in Germany, it really got a lot of uh, media and uh, a lot of attention. It even got uh, more attention, I think, than the Ironman in Regensburg, the new one in Germany, really? because that was in the same weekend. And I had a lot of questions for interviews from magazines and stuff. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it depends about, uh, it's not really um, that it's an ITU race, that it's not as popular as an Ironman race or something. I think it is really important where, on which location the race is held. Yeah. And yeah, Germany is like the biggest triathlon community in Europe, so that's just the perfect spot to have a world championships. Yeah, very good. Um, one of the YouTube clips we watched earlier this year was uh, when you had a, a sprint finish at the Austria 70.3 race with um, your good friend Erica. And, uh, yeah, and, with my best mate. <laughs> it looked pretty interesting and, uh, and pretty full on. Maybe, maybe talk us through what, what you were thinking in, the, in, say, the last quarter of that race because we do see more and more now in Olympic distance and even half Ironmans that we do see more sprint finishes. And... For, for a lot of um, age group athletes, they might be thinking, why do you leave it until the sprint? Why don't you try to go early? And, and uh, yeah, So maybe talk us through that race and, and what goes through your mind in, the, say, the last quarter of, of, of a race. Yeah, I'm a little bit sorry that you say that you only want to hear the last quarter because I think uh, there there was something else in the race and, yeah, I would like to tell it because then all the other uh, people and also amateurs know that, uh, that a pro athlete is just uh, a, a, a same person as them. Um, as, I, as I told, my season started really bad and I had all those health issues and like two hours before the race I was sitting in at that lake where the swim is a beautiful lake and I was crying and I was doing I had like yeah the, the, the hardest moments ever because I was like so doubting if I could do it and there was so much pressure on me and I, I think a lot of people 
uh, don't understand that a, a pro can have, um, yeah, how do you say that? That Emotions. he can be really un unsure as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for me, that was really, that was a hard, hard day. It ended really nice uh, with the win, but um, there was a really interesting thing what happened there. A couple of people saw me, and I was really, like, really emotional. And so, but, yeah, I just wanted to, to tell that because I think a lot of amateurs as well have, like, really, like, um, that they're afraid uh, before the start and have feelings like that, and they shouldn't forget that we all have that. So I just wanted to say that it yeah, has I nothing see, to do yeah. with the thing that you wanted to hear. But um, <laughs> about the, about the last part, yeah, you know, Erica and I know each other for like ten years, and she's just an amazing athlete, and I always love the races where we race together because you will always find us really close. We're like a, like a twin that always stays together. Yeah. So. Um, and yeah, then I waited until the till the finish. I think I was really confident about my sprint. Um, I played soccer for like seven years in the Southern Dutch team. So um, yeah, in the middle, in the front. I don't know. There's a name in English. I don't really know how you call it. You you have to tell me. Like What's forward. the name? Up, up front. We're, we're, we're not. We're yeah, not, we're not, not really play soccer. soccer yeah, rugby. <laughs> rugby. <laughs> And I, I know that I'm like almost unbeatable on a 50 meter or 100 meter. So I just thought, well, uh, Erica is such an amazing runner. I will just stay with her and then uh, give it all out in the last meters. The only problem was that uh, the finish at Ironman 73 Austria has like five turns and a lot of people running there. So... Yeah, we didn't have any place to go. I don't know if we even hit some people, but you can see it on the on the video. I had to jump over stuff and uh, go around some building parts, and yeah, it was a, a dramatic finish. <laughs> so, and I don't know what I thought in the last ten meters. I just wanted to win so badly. I won the race before, and I just wanted to win. So. Um, it felt like when I used to play soccer, I just uh, thought there was a ball in front of me, where the finish line was, and I just jumped. There wasn't a ball that hit me on my head, but uh, it seemed like something that I did in the past in my soccer career. So, and then I hit, the, yeah, then I hit the bottom. <laughs> so I. Yeah, I took a dive. It looked, uh, it looked absolutely brilliant finish, and yeah, it was, yeah, it was exciting. Uh, it was it, did, it looked pretty entertaining <laughs> with all those um, all the other athletes coming through. The WTC have now changed the rules. Um, what, what are your views on the changes that have, that have happened? Um, yeah, I think I already told you one, but I didn't really agree with the rules that they had now. So with the, the with the percent system. I did agree with like the percent rule that when you when you aren't in the percent for the for the qualifying thing, then yeah, I, I can live with that. You know, maybe then you're not uh, not uh, yeah, then you don't have the quality to race at the world championships. But I didn't agree with the with the prize money thing because I think everybody tries his best and he should uh, he should get paid for that and they deserve that just like the ones that are in front. So uh, with that 
the, those rules are gone and now you have those new rules with the points. Um, I think it will be really hard for a lot of persons. I have a lot of good friends that are like um, not in the really top and I think they will really have a hard, hard time to, to get those points and to qualify for Hawaii. I think it will be even more more harder than it already was. And yeah, I don't know if I, I'm happy with that. I think there will be um, yeah, a lot of disappointed athletes and another thing that I don't think is really good with these rules um, they push you to do some to do more full Ironman distance and I agree with a lot of other athletes that you like only should do two or maybe three Ironmans a year when you want to do them well and with the system like it is now then yeah a lot of athletes will will try to do more and I don't know if that's like good for the health and for like when you look at the at the future what will happen to athletes that are like doing so much races you know I for myself I do two or three and then you can do a lot of Ironman 70.3 races that's okay but yeah no I I don't think it's a really good idea but yeah that's just my personal opinion is is the is the communication process been better with um WTC about this. I mean, we obviously see what comes out in the media, but have you? Did you give any input? Um, and and have they been keeping in touch with the pro athletes better? Yeah, we got really good information, and we could uh, we could give them our opinions. So I think they did a good job there. There is no complaints on that part, but uh, it just went pretty fast everything and. Yeah, now it's there, you know. I can't do anything about it anymore. And, yeah, I would like to know what's your opinion. <laughs> well, we, we, we see there's, there's there's quite a few positives there. Um, we kind of feel that having less athletes in Kona is probably not such a bad thing because... No, yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah because in the past it, it was, for you know, for... I, we could qualify for Kona and, and we're not really full-time athletes so it was uh, we see more positives than negatives um, but the prize money it, we, I still think is an issue when it only pays 10 deep in Kona I think they if they limit the field there they really need to be paying at least 20 deep in Kona but um, yeah we, we think there's more positives than negatives one thing they have said is that they're starting to do more drug testing and I'm always interested to know if that's actually flowing on to the athletes have, have you been drug tested any um, WTC races this year? Um, I just counted it yesterday this year till now I got seven urine tests and two blood tests oh, yeah. and one test that I got back home and my boyfriend got tested as well through the WTC so we were both tested and that, but that was just a urine test back home yeah. and that was from the WTC, yes. Oh, it's good to see. So that's a pretty good, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. good thing. You what's know, what's on the what's on the cards for you for the rest of the year? What's your plan? Um, yeah, I get a lot of questions about that, and people, oh, you already did so much, but actually, I didn't do that much because <laughs> the first part of the year was just like a little bit blown away, and I didn't race as much as I normally do. 
So um, now I did those three races in like six weeks. But, yeah. you know, I'm young. And, you know, I have a lot of energy. I recover pretty fast. So I don't think it's too much. And I will do another half uh, half distance race in three weeks. That's the new half challenge in Austria. Yeah. It's a beautiful course as well. So uh, it's it's a little bit like a home race too because my my uh, the mother of my boyfriend lives there and uh, I know the course pretty well. So I'm really looking forward to this race and the challenge races are always nice races. So it will be exciting to see uh, how the organization is doing there in the first edition. Yeah. And after that, we will head to our favorite place in America, that's Lake Tahoe. Nice. And we will prepare for, uh, for Kona there. So that's like three weeks preparation of hard training on 2,000 meters elevation. Wow, nice. And after Kona, I would, yeah, I would love to um, defend my title in Ironman Cozumel, but I just have to see how everything works out. It's really like the race and... For Dutchy, it's a perfect race with a lot of wind, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of people think it's a flat race, so it's it's fast, but it isn't really because <laughs> it's one of the hardest bike courses there is because there's so much wind. You, when you're not from the Netherlands or from Denmark, you don't know, you can't imagine how the wind is in Cozumel. <laughs> oh, good. oh, good good luck for that. Um, and obviously one of the products we've been talking about recently is Extreme Endurance that you've been using for, for some time. So maybe tell us a bit about your experiences when you started using Extreme Endurance and um, what sort of difference that had on your your training or your recovery or your racing. Yeah, I can't even remember when I started using it. I think it's already like a year ago. Um, a colleague of mine, a Dutch triathlete as well, told me about it and I got interested because she had some great, um, yeah, she experienced some great things, so I wanted to try it out as well, and then, yeah, I did, and for me, personally, it really felt like I uh, got less fatigue in training, so I could train harder without uh, getting tired, and, you know, just really sore legs that you get when you're running really hard, and I, for my, for my feeling, that came later, and... Yeah, it's really strange, but for me, I think it's personal for everybody, but for me, it just works, and you know, when you have a couple of good experience with the product, then a lot, uh, it's not only the product that works, it's uh, after a while, it's in your head as well, so then you get like double positive effects from it, (laughs) and um, yeah, I use it in a race as well. You know, a lot of people only take it in, uh, like, in the morning and you know, in the evening. And I like to take it in a race as well. So I will take them, uh, those tablets, I will take them on the bike. Yeah, in my really? Little, in my little bike bag. And we'll take, divide it over the bike uh, parts. And, yeah, for me, yeah. It's just a feeling. I can't really, you know, I'm not the person that will come with a whole story about uh, how it works and what it should do. Uh, for me, it's just I'm a person that always listens to, to her body, yeah. and it just works for me. So I think everybody should try it out for themselves and uh, make, make his own opinion. Exactly. Did you try it out? We are, we're on it. Don't worry, we're on it. I've got a marathon coming up in 12 weeks, and Bevan has too, so... We're going to kick some ass. We're going to win the marathon. <laughs> those Kenyans, good luck out. We're coming. Watch out. Uh, but sounds good. 
Hey, thanks very much for your time. And um, it's always great having you on the show. And we know you know your season seems to be building really nicely, and we'll be following you closely in Kona. We're not going to be there this year, but we'll be back for it. We'll be back for our dinner next year. Yeah, we'll be there next year. Yeah, I hope so because that was really nice. That was so. Yeah, we had lots of fun with the, yep. especially with the Mister with the sexy voice. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> I try my best. I try my best. Yeah. <laughs> so I will tell Thomas, and he will prepare a great dinner for you next time. Then, huh? Okay, it's on. Sounds, it's a date. It's, we're, we're looking forward. To it. So all the very best for the rest of your season, and um, we look forward to following you on all the, the news feeds. Yep, so there's the one they've looking. She's a good interview. I like Vaughn. She's nice, nice. Yeah, man. she's a good woman. Um, so and it's extreme endurance. She talked a little bit about it there. And then she's, she's bang on, you know. it's um, th- These things uh, can sometimes have a huge mental effect as well as, the, you know, there's, the, there's obviously the science behind it, but um, give it a try. And, and if it gives you that boost, it can and give you the double whammy by giving you the mental boost as well. So if you want to check that out, um, xendurance.com. Com and uh, I presume this, the discount code is still going. If you use IM Talk, um, I think you're getting a fifteen, yeah. was it fifteen or twenty? It's a huge discount, fifteen twenty percent discount. Huge. So plug it in there and uh, and get it. And as we said last week, if you do really want to try it and you're not in one of the regions they currently service, which is you know, North America and mainly Europe, they st- still can ship it to you, no problem. But um, the shipping prices are obviously a lot higher. Nice, love your work. Okay, let's put some music on, John. Website of the week. Oh, sides of the week. Chuck that one out of me. Double whammy. Why'd you do that? Double whammy? Yeah. Well, I thought they were two, they're kind of two similar sort of sites, and they're both from the Juicinator, Nick from TryJuice.com. You combine them, John. So check out TryJuice because he, um, he's great. He's got. He doesn't. He has some of the regular articles that you'll find on other news feeds, but then he, he manages to come up with some other sort of interesting angles. So just chuck it in your favourites and check it out. Make it one of your news sites you check out. Okay, this one was basically a message from James. James Lawrence is doing 20 Ironman 70.3 races, now 21 because he also qualified for Clearwater to raise funds to build dens in Kenya. He's also going to Kona this year. This is his first year of a three-year challenge. He plans to do something similar next year. We'll try to do 20 Ironmans in 2012. So you can check out what he's doing to, in the website. Try and give a damn. Try and give a damn. So he's basically doing triathlon to, uh, doing lots of triathlons. Um, 20 70.3s is a lot. And he's basically just trying to raise funds to oh, What to I find amazing about people like this dams is, in Kenya. how do they fund it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like doing 20 70.3s. Yeah. It's not a cheap thing to do. It's not. There's a lot of 70.3s in the state, so he probably manages to stay there for the most part. But it's, um, yeah, good on him. It's really great. So what, his website looks pretty cool as well. So you go on his website and it shows you some, you know, obviously water in these areas is maybe is obviously a pretty big issue and dams obviously helps them with uh, their farming and, and you know, their and nutrition. And he's done the 21 half Ironmans in less than 30 weeks. Wow. That's a lot. Especially wow. if you're going hard out in all of them, which he looks like he's a pretty serious athlete, so uh, I think he probably is. Wow. So check that out, tryandgiveadam.com, and if you like his cause, uh, give him a donation and help him get it up there. Yeah, and he also gets a bit of a blog on there just to keep it up to date with what he's doing with his races and stuff. Yeah, and he's got uh, quite a few YouTube clips sort of uh, explaining all the things he's doing. And there we go. 
Lots yeah. of pictures as well. Lots of pictures. Big, big grizzly bear. So try and give a damn.com. Good on you, James. It looks like a, um, a really good course. Yeah, and then what's the next one? Next one is theworldtry.com. Theworldtry.com. I'm going to put it up, John. So it's another guy who is fundraising. He's fundraising this time for basically helping the morality of um, new mothers in the Himalayas, where apparently they've got a very high death rate. Um, of mothers giving birth or something? Yeah. Okay. And so what he's doing, he's basically doing a bit of an endurance feat. He started in the UK, and he's basically, get this, he swam the length of the Thames River. He swam the Thames River. Really? It's disgusting. Yeah. Did he actually <laughs> swim in it, not yeah. like it? And- yeah. And then he, then he basically went on, and he swam across the, uh, the channel. So wow. very very solid. Now I did see he's swimming in a wetsuit in the um, when he did the the Thames. I'm not sure if he wore a wetsuit when he did the Thames cro- the, the the Channel crossing. If he did, it's not a, a legit crossing. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm, I didn't actually read to see if he did or he didn't. But does it matter? Uh, I don't know an official. Uh, no. It, if you want to get your name in the book, yeah. But if you're just doing something like this. The, well, the big thing that the, what what gets you when you do these sort of crossings is not really the, the distance is one thing. It's, it's more the, the cold. Yeah, true. But he has become the he's also he's climbed Everest. He's become the first person ever to do the double where he's climbed yeah. Everest and swam the English Channel. Wow. So he's basically making his way down to special character, isn't he? Um, the Himalayan area, and I think I was reading on there. I think he's going to do Everest at the end of it. I'm um, saying he's got a record setting. Um, channel crossing, right. So, so so far so far on, he's got a GPS map. You can actually map him live. Or we might click on that in a second. But so far, he's already swam. Well, he's, he's finished his swim. He's, he's done two hundred fifty-one k's miles. miles, and that was basically swimming down the Thames and then swimming the the, the channel crossing. And now he's on the bike leg, and he's doing. He's done two hundred two miles, which isn't that much, but I'm sure he's going to be doing yeah, a lot he's more. He's basically biking across um, continental Europe, and then uh, and then yeah, he's doing some trekking when he gets here, and I think he might be going up um, Everest as well, or he's certainly heading that way. And, um, and yeah, you yeah. should go on GPS. And they can show you where he, what road he is and <laughs> which country he's in. And so again, tell you what, John, this GPS. I've got the new iPhone. Yeah. And you know you got your Garmin's and stuff nowadays. Yeah. And admittedly, I don't mind running with my iPhone, so it makes it pretty cool. But you can. Um, I got a, I got an app the other day for it, a running app uh, called Run Meter, and it basically you go out running, gives you a map, gives yeah. you all your splits, gives you all these graphs of everything you've done. It's five bucks. Really nice. Yeah. Share the love. Yeah. Tell, tell people where they can get it. Well, we just go to iTunes App Store. Yeah. It's called Run Meter. Um, yeah. And because the, the phone's got the GPS nowadays. Yeah. So you, it's just an app for, and it, it maps your app, and it's bloody accurate. Like, even like, you know, I took a short corner, like, it's, you know, it's GPS. Took it's a shortcut, eh? No, took I didn't. A I didn't. Shortcut. I, yeah, but there you go, and then you've got all your run splits and everything, and it's it's a great app, and it's five bucks. Nice. You know, and you've got all these That's Garmin's good. and everything, and, yeah. and <clears throat> you can get a bike one as well, it's another five bucks. Yeah. Chuck it in your back of your bike pocket, and. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it's giving you really good information, and it's like, man, five bucks. Nice. So, sound of that. Check, check, check it out. So anyway, if you want to support um, the World Tries, or even just have a read about what he's doing, it's a pretty interesting um, journey. He's currently resting in Brussels after um, four days on his bike. Uh, that one is theworldtry.com. What's the guy's name? We should give him some love. And his okay. name is Charlie. Uh, Charlie. Charlie. Someone. About. Maybe go about. About. About Charlie. About. I'm pulling up the about because it's taking a bit of time. Me, Charlie, Charlie Whitmack. Whitmack. He's the expedition leader. He looks like a pretty good and stable character, doesn't he? He does. You know, he looks like the happy family. You know? I wouldn't mess with him up because he's obviously, yeah. Kicking some butt. Kicking some butt. You know what? 
I love people who decide to do this. You know, like, we, we are the type of people who love the epic adventure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We love the challenge. And we're always going to find the thing in life. You know, we, for the rest of our lives, we're going to be trying to find that physical challenge. It yep. pushes us at this age that we're at, whatever. But to then go, oh, I'm going to do this challenge and then try to create something bigger for it. Because the thing is, the challenge is hard enough in itself. Try and actually get a website, get people to coordinate with you, fundraise, Mm. to do all that behind it. It's just a really hard thing to do. So if you've got a few bucks, you know, just to throw their way, do it because, you know, it's just helping people who really believe in a big cause make a difference in the world. Lots of little five and ten buck donations adds up to a lot. Sure does, John. Okay, next sponsor, Copies of Hawaii. So one thing I wanted to mention today is the different blends they have um, oh, with Copies of Hawaii. So you can basically, you've got the, you've got the Kona blend, you've got oh. the Maui blend, and you've got the Molokai blend. Okay, John, blend. tell me about blends. What do you mean? They're just where the, 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 the beans come from. Oh, so they've got nice. they've got different plantations. The Mol- Molokai. Back, I confuse you a little bit. <laughs> and they've also got the island blends, and that's the ones you like, Bevan, and that's where they've, uh, they often yeah. infuse all the different flavors. You've got your vanilla, your... Almond and what oh. have you. So it's quite. A, there's lots of different varieties you can choose from there. I'm and, putting up um, island blends right now. Island blends. So you've got the macadamia, macadamia nut, nut. premium beans from throughout Hawaii come together, capturing the essence of the island. A medium roasting releases the essence. Then our roasting master, not just some roasting dude, a roasting master. master blaster adds a touch of macadamia, nurturing nuttiness. The flavor is rich and truly. So if you want John, to get your coffee, I'm pretty excited here. Yeah, so you, you like your vanilla one as well, don't you? Yeah, I do like the vanilla. vanilla. Toasted coconut premium beans from throughout the Hawaii. Hawaii come together, capturing the essence of the island. Do I say that every time? Uh, medium rose releasing the essence. Then our rose master adds a touch of balanced tropical sweetness. Not any rose. Toasted coconut. Decadent. He's the master. Uh, anyway, um, you can. You can You've got the Kona blends, the Maui blends, the Molokai blends, and the Island blends But guess well. better, John. Vanilla, macadamia, nut. It's a combination of premium beans from throughout the Hawaii Island come together, capturing the essence of the island. A medium roasting roasted, master. Yeah, roasting master. It's a touch of fine island-grown uh, vanilla along with the nurturing nuttiness of macadamia. Nice. Delicious. It's delicious. Oh, so if you want to get any of this, make sure you go through the imtalk.me page, click on the Coffees of Y logo, then you'll get all the special discounts and uh, excellent shipping deals, which they've got in place now. So check that out. By supporting our sponsors, you're also supporting the show. Check, check, check it out. Yeah, what's, what's it, what's it all about? Yeah, Beast oh, Boys. Right. Thought you'd be a big fan. Yes. Uh, questions and answers. Good old Mark Star Jump. Sorino, uh, Sorino, Sordo. There's a T there. Sortino. Yeah. Sortino, there we, we go. We met him in Kona. He swam out to the boat. Oh, yeah, I remember, Mark. Yep. Yep. Okay. I uh, love your work. Been listening to the show for a long time now. What he's got, guys, I've got to get on this. have got to help I'm now. On, I've voted already. Okay, I need to do it too. Don't know if this is appropriate, but we're completing for a Pepsi Good for the Golf grant for $25,000 here in Florida. It's based on internet votes. So basically, with this grant money, Multisport Performance Institute, MPI, which is obviously a local uh, you know, triathlon, more multi-sport kind of organisation, will be able to launch a local awareness campaign, host three youth triathlete races, conduct environmental training sessions, and start a youth triathlon club to encourage healthy living while also growing the tri- sport of triathlon. We'd love it if we could mention this on the show and tell people to go to, well, we'll put a link to it on www.imtalk.me, yeah. but it's golf.refresheverything.com slash trykids. Uh, it's only up for the month of August, so you've got to get onto it now, guys, and everyone gets to vote every day. So 
the top 10 get grant money. And at the moment, when he wrote this email, they were eighth. When so, I was on there, you say they were down to 10th. Okay, guys, so come on. I am talk community. We can definitely make them get up to this get is, some money. It's easy. I mean, but you, you do have to just, you press the vote button and then you do have to just put in some, some login details, yep. which takes you, took me a minute or so to do yesterday and then you're away. Um, but having organised, you know, lots of youth stuff, this stuff makes a huge difference. And if we can help these guys get there, it's, you know it, it may, not, may not be your area, but um, if they do, maybe get it, then maybe they can share some of their stuff with the community in terms of how to set oh, things up. A minute of your so, time to help out some kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think it's good, John. Why do you think it's good? Because I believe the children are our future. That's right. Treat them well and let them lead the yeah, way. There's a song. In Show that, them man. all the beauty they possess inside. Oh, look at that. They've even gone for the kid, you know, feel guilty about the kid factor on the website. It's gold. Come on, team. The 10th. So, 10th place. We need to get on there voting. Yep. In your way. Chris, and they've even shown you what they're going to do with 25000 So race equipment, race supplies, coaching fees, uh, youth team uh, racing kits, which kids love. Yeah. Uh, printing, advertising, and slash website. So good use of money for good cause. Get on there and make sure you do it. I'll do it after the show. Uh, next one comes from... We had a bit of feedback here. It's a the- great name, John. Here, say that. How dolphin? That's sensational. Sensational. Anyway, we had some. Um, we had a number of people feeding back on the Outlaw Triathlon last oh, week. We might push pause. Okay. Wait a second. I'm going to push pause for a second. So the Outlaw Triathlon. Now we did get lots of feedback on this race. So probably one of the biggest amount of feedbacks we've ever had around a yes. race. Eh? So we, we, we do like that. When there's a new race, you guys are always keen to. Well, we, we like to let people know what they think of it. We had the, the challenge race at the weekend. Some some um, things they need to work on there, but overall a good race. And the Outlaw, the feedback here for the most part was all really positive. The only negative we've had I had from one really. guy was um, was a, in the swim there was a bit of uh, quite a bit of weed but apparently they were in there dredging um, quite a bit the week to, to minimise that and also apparently some of the guys that did run out of water on the run so but other than that the feedback we had there from Who Dolphin um, he said the location the rowing centre meant the swim was really too easy to orientate you just straight up and back and uh, that was all good the bike had plenty of closed roads which is a really big thing for the UK um, very rarely that it happened good surfaces mm which is also rare in the UK, and a couple of little short climbs just to break it up. They said lots of support on the route, um, organisers, bus supporters to and from the swim to the, to the main um, big town, which is great. Um, and then the run was four loops of a lake, um, mainly on hard paths, which was fine, aid stations every mile, which was staffed by, by people who knew that, that what they were doing, which also makes a big difference. Yep. And the highlight was the aid station staffed by the Hooters girl. <laughs> also let families run down the finishing chute, um, which was which was kind of nice. Yeah, overall great race. So And he says, now, nah, I'm an outlaw. He's an outlaw. That's actually quite good. Yeah, yeah that, that, I like that. That's really good. Okay, and then we also had a quick email here from Stuart Dunn. No, I missed that one. Gavin, oh. Gavin, Gavin Rogers. Tweaky, I think he's tweaky, isn't Yeah, he? that's tweaky, yep. Yeah. Uh, overall, the race was spot on and no complaints, no expenses spared on trophies, finishes, shirts, etc. Rowing late had distance markers all the way, which was kind of cool. Yeah, so you could look and see when you're actually swimming. Um, Brakes, feed stations were great with tri clubs manning them, so they knew what. That's actually a good idea, actually, the and the athletes, you know, because an athlete knows what an athlete wants. Highly recommend to anyone who can't afford Ironman branded races and travel all in all with entry fee and accommodation. It costs them around about £500, which is pretty cheap. Wow, that's cheap for a race. Uh, mm. Stuart Dunn also added that uh, pre race, the organisation team were friendly and very helpful. Post race, great team, massage, food, etc. Overall, a really enjoyable race. Spectators enjoyed it, which was just as important. So it sounds like good performance there by the Outlaw Triathlon. Yeah. Nice work. Okay, John, you keep talking because before we. Oh, 
No, before we wrap up, we'll, we'll do two more things. You keep talking. I'm okay. going to do one, thing. one other bit of feedback that we're keen to hear about um, was last week we discussed uh, apparently the Ironman UK organisers disqualifying a few people, and we, we thought that might have been for finish line taking family down. So if anybody knows any in the news about that, yeah, or maybe that just didn't come through. Yeah, mate, just let us know. We'd be really interested to hear about that. Um, okay, uh, sponsor triathlontunes.com. I'll pull it up. Um, one thing that I'd be really keen to, to find out is if any of you guys do get um, a tune done, um, flick it through to us. We'd love to chuck it up on our on our sort of photo yeah, page yeah. and um, see. And if you've got an Iron Talk jersey, like I, I send me through a photo and we'll put it on our gallery page. Is we need to bump up our gallery. I'll start posting things on our gallery as well because yep. I know how to do that. Yeah, make sure, but don't put big files. No, make the photos into real small files when you do that. Okay, do you know how to do that? Yes, I know how to do that. Make it try to make it like thirty. 30. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. can do, I can do that. Because otherwise there could be a problem ongoing. Um, um, triathlon tunes. Triathlon tunes. So if you get one done, flick it through to us. Um, one thing that's really important about what they do is you've got to have a 100% money back guarantee. Mm-hmm. And it's really important because you know what? This could be one of those things that's a little bit risky. Mm-hmm. And if let's say you got you, you spent your money and you went and got one and you just really hated it or you just thought it was really poor, 100% money back guarantee. They'll say, well, look, if you don't like what we've got, yeah. We'll give you your money back. So it takes away a lot of the risk of it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I pretty much can guarantee, well, I can't guarantee, but I can say that I'm pretty sure you'll be happy with what you come up with because exactly. what we've seen so far has been really, really great. And so if you are a little bit apprehensive about doing it, well, look, you get your money back if you don't like it. Or, you right. know, if it's a really horrible experience for you. And uh, so it's a bit of a no-brainer. And it, sometimes you just need that last little bit of, I don't know to actually take you over the line and keep using that code I am talk and that, that was giving 15% discount we haven't been told that that stopped so get on there now and you can get it it starts at $34.95 and, uh, and as I said there's lots of different styles you can choose from so you know, different artists cost different amounts and you can pick the style that you want to go with so check it out at triathlontunes.com and just one other thing you don't have to necessarily make a triathlon it's true. Like, let's say you've actually got a thing at work, mm-hmm. you know, and that you want to have done. Like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously these guys are more just artists. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to actually get some art done in a way, or, you know, some cartoon work done in a certain area, or if you have a business and, you know, you're, you know, your local business and you want to have your face as a character in your local yep. business marketing, stuff like that, this is a way you can actually look at, you know, different ways of using triathlontunes.com to help build your exposure. That's right. Remember, 100% money back guarantee, John. What does that make it? No brainer. No brainer. It's a low brainer. So sponsors are athlinks.com, uh, coffeesofwire.com. Uh, working um, at Blends by the master. Extreme Endurance. Avon likes it. It's got to be good. Got triathlontunes.com. 100% money back guarantee. Now, we're actually, we've just gotten this quick bit with a good friend of the show, Daniel McDonald. I'm going to insert that right now. Nice. Wait a second, I might push pause so now we know have to insert it. And... Okay, John, it's not often we have our prize draws on our show because we're, we're, we're stint, really, aren't we? Yeah. We are stint. But we're, we're maybe once every five years. Yeah. We had a couple. We, we did a couple. We did one for... Uh, when, we're in, you're quiet. When, when we're in Conan, we did one. Yeah, that's right. And it was all good. And we used random.org. And we used random.org. But today is a special time, John, because we've got, we've got Daniel McDonald, who we've actually had on the show a couple of times, haven't we? Yeah. Been a couple of times. Famous, uh, famous triathlete in the New Zealand region. Uh, everywhere you go, people are talking about him. And, uh, and he runs a website called... DCM Sport. DCM Sport, just come closer to the mic. Right. Um, and DCM Sport, I'm going to pull up right now while you're talking about it. Tell me all about it. All right. Well, we just have uh, pretty much triathlon gear on the internet. Anything you want really to do with triathlon. Is it .co.nz or .com? .com. Oh, you've got the .com, so it must be good. Indeed. There we go. And so if you want to buy things like Blue 70 gear, Seapost socks, hats, 
Newton, you're, you're the Newton stocker for... Yeah, um, yeah, we're the Newton guys within yeah. New Zealand. Noon, you know, all the, they've got a lot of top tri brands. Uh, you can check out their website, dcmsport.com. We'll put that on www.imtalk.me this week. And uh, you can just go on there and order. And, and obviously shipping's and all that's all good. And yeah, no, it's, it's fine. We ship worldwide, pretty much. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So for those overseas, it's actually probably a bit of a good one, because eh? our dollar... The New Zealand dollar. Yeah. 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 The ring it. The New Zealand ring it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for you as an importer, it's not good, but for overseas people, yeah. if you want to find a cheap place to get some gear, check out his website because it could be some bargains on there that, you know, same product, a lot cheaper. So check, check it out. Anyway, uh, right. Daniel is also a prolific Ironman racer. You really are, aren't you? How many have you done? This is 19, this will be. Really? 19. What, yeah. what do you mean this will be? When's your next one? Nah, this is it. I've come out of retirement for this. What? Yeah. What, what? No, after my last effort in New Zealand. <laughs> Wait a second, it it wasn't pretty. are you doing another one? This is this, fundraising this for This is the, I'm fundraising and for And which one, which one is it? Canada. But, but you've got to do 20. Mm. You can't do 19 and not do 20. Oh. Come on. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. You just turn up and just tick the box. You've got to get the 20 out. Oh, nah, nah. Unless, get, I think unless you get a, a miracle t-shirt. happens. Yeah, come on, if you do 20, you get an extra T-shirt. No. The only reason I'd do it is if I've got a Kona slot, but... That's not looking good at the moment. Really? No. No? New no. Zealand didn't go well? No, not really. No, I was a bit of a baby and threw the toys out of the cot oh, did you? halfway through the run. Really? One yeah. of those days. But you've been to Kona, you're qualified, you've done Kona, because yeah. you've done a couple of times, haven't you? No, I just once. Oh, when just did once. you do it? In 04. With yeah, you? Yeah, that's right, you did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I beat yeah. you. You did too. I remember that. Nice. Everyone beat me that day, but so... <laughs> Hey, shut up, let's get off this drawer. So, so, <laughs> so Daniel's been fundraising for um, prostate cancer. I checked something up on um, our Facebook page yeah. the other day. And, uh, so tell us about it. What, what, what was it? Um, well, because we're involved with Newton Shoes, they've teamed up with Athletes for a Cure to raise money for PCF, the oh, Prostate great. Cancer Foundation. Yeah. Which is a big male issue, isn't it? It's, it's massive. Yeah. I mean, um, the stats you can pull up on my on the website um, we it'll just go under the newtonrunning.co.nz there's yeah. another plug for you there there Newton Running yep, yep. Um, now you're going to have to pull up another page oh newtonrunning.co.nz yep Newton um, look at that I, even, I must have been there before that's right straight yep. up um, yeah so what they've done is they've pledged $100,000 to the PCF wow um, like you say it's it's something you know, that sort of takes, I think, takes somewhat of a backseat to breast cancer, but um, you're more likely. A bit as quick. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is as well, when it comes to men, we're a bit kind of, we don't need doctors. You know, you've got to get yeah. sick. Like, oh, you know, and, and triathletes, we get injured and we go, oh, I'll be right, mate. You know, fun. and we keep going on it and we, we'll work it out. Whereas, you know, a woman, they feel a lump in their boob, they're going to go straight to the doctor. A guy will go, oh, you know, yeah. it's just, you know, something weird. And they kind of, it's that lack of action that actually causes a lot of problems, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and, and so if these kind of organisations can get more funding, then they can create more exposure, which creates more awareness. That's right. The pe- with the Prostate Cancer F- uh, Foundation, the 85% of every, every, 85% of every dollar is, is actually goes to, really? to research. Really? Well, great. Um, so it's, it's pretty much giving it straight to the, the right guys. There's not, not much money that goes into... Yep. Um, fundraising more, fundraising. Yeah. 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 So if you guys want to keep um, supporting this cause, you go to newtonrunning.co.nz. And I'm doing it right now. I've got my credit card in my pocket. Look at that. And you, you're still going to draw. We're basically doing a prize draw now. There's um, 4000 bucks worth of uh, gear that you could be in to win. Obviously, if you donate after that, you're still supporting a wicked cause, but you, you will unfortunately miss out on the prize draw. Do you know what I'm loving about it? Is when you put your things in, you can have different titles. I'm going to be Ambassador Bevan. <laughs> Ambassador Bevan. <laughs> anyway, so we've got... Um, 
Bevan, oh, sorry. Okay, okay. We, we, we've got good old random.org. Oh, you better put another. Oh, okay. Now, Jordan and I are entered in this, so technically yes. we could win. Yep. So, so how many will we need? 57. So you're going to go 61. 161. Okay. So... That's why I'm here. I think I know pretty much every single person in this drawer, and I want to make it some very legit. Legit. So, legit. so between yeah. one and one sixty-one, you've got a name to everybody who's next to it. That's correct. Okay, good times. And uh, there's that twenty that uh, yeah. <laughs> generate properly. Uh, 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 okay, ready? So yeah. how many prizes are there? One. There is one. You, one. you just take it all here. Yeah, nail it. There's, there's no second place. I'll give, I'll give some a plug to some guys. Uh, oh, there's... you just give some plugs. You keep some plugs. Do you all want right. me to your site? Yeah. Just... Uh, I'll go back to your winding one. Wait a second. Newton. Oh, whoops. Newton in... Newton. New... No, you got the R. Get rid of the R. Uh, oh, yeah, what am I doing? New... Newton. Here we go. Uh, give yep. the plugs. Give some yeah. plugs. Here we go. Give All some plugs. All right. Um, obviously, there's a whole bunch of Newton gear. There's a couple of pairs of running shoes, hats, visors, shirts, socks, everything like that. Uh, actually, my brother was kind enough to donate a, a three-month personal coaching package. EG, oh, I want to get that one. I want to get that one. Yeah. Who's your brother? Who's your brother? <laughs> Chris McDonald. Yes. Yeah. What happened on the weekend? Um, he blacked out. Really? Just at thirty k. Yeah, he got a couple of flats and a drafting penalty. So, Chris, it's not good, mate. Two, <laughs> two races. The first race he got chicked. The second time he got a drafting penalty. Shut it up. Um, yeah. So he's given a three month program, which is awesome. Uh, the guys at Two Times You uh, in Auckland have given a three hundred dollar donation. Uh, we we're the, actually the importers for Zensa, which is a, a, a clothing brand, yep. um, and you get a full deck out, top to toe. With that, uh, the CEP socks. Uh, the guys from the Body Workshop in Auckland are giving a running, a running analysis. Wow. Yeah, and there. There's stuff from Topic. Oh, you want me to keep going down? Oh, There's yeah. that much stuff, guys, that you just can't even find 4, it all. 4000 bucks worth. Of yeah, stuff. Topic, a pair of Rudy Project sunglasses from uh, Johnny and the guys. De Grande, uh, Swalby tyres. There's Blue 70 stuff. There's got, uh, stuff from Salt Stick. Uh, genuine innovations. We should have done this a couple of weeks on the show, so you guys would have done it. Also, we, did, we gave it a plug. Did we? Yeah. Oh, okay. Keep talking. All right. It's all about me. <laughs> uh, Richard Ush has actually donated his winning race bib from the coast to coast. His oh, second nice. year, 2006. He signed it, and it's on Trade Me. So oh, nice. Go and give it that. Oh, good times. Okay, then. So you want to do right. the draw? You ready? Okay. Generate. Generate. Okay. Ready? So Ooh. between one. Okay. Ready? Sit. Go. Is it generated? 56. 56. 56. 56 is who? Oh my god. Who is it, John? I mean, who is it? John Newsom. <laughs> oh my god, I don't even know this guy. Peter McLeod. Peter McLeod. Listener of the show. Peter McLeod is too. Lives oh, really? in Coogee, Australia, and he is coming across this weekend for the duathlon <laughs> champs. Really? And he bought an IM Talk jersey a couple of weeks ago. And we talked about, um, it, was a, it was a running race in Australia a few weeks ago, and some guys were saying, there was somebody on the sidelines wearing an iron yes, jersey. Yes, yes. That was Peter. It was the Sydney Surf in Sydney. There you go. And it was Peter. There you go. There you go. Well, Peter, well you done, just, Peter. You just rocked on, mate, because you won some two times you, some Zensa, Rudy Project. How's that one? Schwalbe. Schwab. Uh, Blue 70, Body Works, Workshop, Top Peak, Salt Perk. Uh, how else we got there? Rudy Project. We've got a lot of stuff coming your Heaps way, mate. stuff. Love your good. work. So Listen come around and say... Yeah, and, and guys, if you if you are if you've heard this and you do want to support a good cause, and we've been talking about this a lot today, haven't we, John? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, go on to newtonrunning.com. 
co.nz and uh, click on where it's got a little bit about this stuff and you can donate to the, uh, his cause and obviously you won't be in for the prize anymore but you'll get a good chance to support We will, um, like I do, I would really like to thank these guys for supporting a good cause obviously. I mean I'm going over there to race and, and put myself in the box for it. Yep. Um, but we will find a way to, to reward everyone that's donated oh, in, in some way. So yeah. we really appreciate it and, and Keep it's it going. Great. Yeah, it's going to a great cause. So great. And again, if you if you're in in New Zealand or in the world, go to dcmsports.com. And if you're overseas and you are thinking about buying some new Newton shoes or something like that, don't say that. No, you can't. I can't ship overseas. Yeah. Sorry, for Newton. No. <laughs> but for any other thing else on your website, yeah. So yeah. just the Newtons, you're not. Yeah. Okay. So anything else on his website, check it out, um, and then you can get some pretty good deals because obviously New Zealand dollars are a little bit cheaper than the UK dollar. So, <laughs> yeah, rock and roll. Radio, yeah, that's the draw. Thank nice. you very much for coming on the show again, Daniel. Thank you, guys. Good luck in Canada. I so appreciate then it. You'll be motivated to do number 20. Yeah. Yes. Bring it on. Whatever. <laughs> Here we go. Last week on the show, we were talking about um, neighbours. I got pulled up on this last night, actually, at running as well. People, people, a couple of people said, I can't believe you admitted to having... Yeah, Kylie I had to admit, that was, that was quite funny. Can't believe John admits to owning Kylie, yet won't wear facial moisturiser. Mm, Kylie was classic. <laughs> the, the sad thing was, also posted in there by Cam, was he thinks Jason Donovan's character was Scott and Neighbours. Yeah. Right? Do you know what's sad? I actually figured that out during the week myself. Did, see, I, didn't, I wasn't that good, John. Yeah, I got that. And I don't know if that was that good or that bad. I, I wasn't that. that bad, John. Yeah. So, so, and if you want to go onto our Iron Talk page on... Uh, on good old Facebook, you've got uh, Sean Barnes, good old Dr. Barnes, yeah. Dr. Porno, Sean of the Porno, has written about our, our world champion... Olympic champion. Olympic youth champion. Uh, this is a good way to keep in contact with everyone. Rob Dallymore is saying, Johnny boy, you better eat your words after saying that you didn't think Aaron Barclay would hold his place in the run. Well, he did, and he dominated. <laughs> I'm, I'm more than happy, as I've said, on many occasions for people to prove me wrong. And I must say, I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm going back a little bit here, but I'm a little bit disappointed in the comments on my, my video to Joe. Because it's, it's it's an example of showing love to someone, John. And, and, and I think my quote there... You've got, it's a shocker. It and then I've shocker. got, so maybe you should make one for Belinda. She wouldn't think it's a shocker. Well, I, I, funny you should say that, because I showed it to Belinda, and Did she think I'm it was sweet? still cleaning the vomit off <laughs> my laptop. <laughs> well, Jason Gillan has said, I couldn't even watch all of it, but then Gary Fagan... I, I back that up, I couldn't goes, as well. O-M-F-G, so it's not just, oh my God, it's O-M-F-G, shoot me. But then Ed Hawkins got ah please. It's been it's been had his mind <laughs> sort of he's gone delusional. He's living in Dubai. It's too hot for him. Oh, it's too hot. It's too hot. He's going it's crazy. His, he's heating his brain up. Yeah. Oh, good times. Okay, John. So what have you been up to? I need to go so to the toilet right now. <laughs> Do you really? I actually need to go for a whiz. Oh, you but I can't. Just go in my garden. <laughs> okay. So I'm currently getting my bathrooms done. I've got builders here right now, actually. And I've got two bathrooms. And, and the, it's cheaper if you do it all at once. Yes. So, I'm, I, you know, me, I'm a tight ass. So I'm like, well, I've got to get it all happening at once. So I've basically, have a look, John. Open up that door. Oh, John's looking, having a look at my bathroom. Just while I'm in here. Yeah, while well, I'm just pee in the corner. No one would ever know. See, so it's just walls right now, and uh, the other bathroom there was rotted floor and everything. So I can't really do that, but I can't actually go to the toilet. Mm. And yesterday it actually worked as a bit of motivation because yesterday I just had to do an easy ten k run. Yeah, and I'd already I had to do I had three classes at the gym, and I already biked for an hour just through transport. So I'd already done around four hours exercise. So I was a little bit tired. And I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Doing the old delay trip, yeah. you know, that you sometimes do. But then I need to go for a poo, and because I don't have a toilet. Public toilets everywhere Public around Public toilet, I had to go for a run. So if you don't, maybe you should get rid of your toilet in your house if you're sure. lacking a bit of motivation. Yeah, nice so, so what have you been up to? 
What have I been up to? Uh, we've got the New Zealand Duathlon champs on this weekend in Christchurch, yeah. so I'll be going out and watching that. You're not going to race? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am running a 10K this weekend, uh, doing the Canterbury 10K champs, so I'll be really interested to see Ooh. what I can do there. Oh. Just, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm just going to run to pace to just go under 34, hopefully. Just want to okay. run sub 34, and f- f- where I'm at now, that will be satisfactory, Good. ideally. Uh, and other than that, managed to get my training sort of back on track last week. Had three reasonably good runs, so getting back on track. Had to rebook my bloody ticket back from Auckland Marathon because Pacific Blue have oh, they're, closed they're, up shop. They're not going to be then? No. Oh, really? So it's, uh, and uh, they give you a refund? I, I, I sent them an email and I said, we'll get back to you within 21 days. And I was like, that's a pretty good response time. <laughs> anyway, other than that, uh, life is all good. Bevan and you? Well, John, on Saturday night, we had a games night. I like games nights. We, games we play Cranium as we always do. But we played a game called Arsehole. And I don't mean to swear, yes. but it's the name of the game. Yes. And so we played a game called Arsehole. And my partner, Joe, mm-hmm. and the, the idea of the game is every time you lose a hand, you get a letter. Mm-hmm. And ideally, you mean it's about asshole, but we played yeah. a loser because there were quite a few people playing. Yeah. And when we were playing loser, the idea was that if you lost, you had to come to my pump class the next morning with a loser right. written on your forehead. Right. Yes. And yes. I didn't lose, luckily, but Joe did. Oh, and no. would you And would you make Billy Linda, Billy Linda do it? Yes, I would. Of course you would. <laughs> beer is a beer. Because when we got you? home, when we got home, Joe, Joe was like, yeah, okay, you, yeah, I'm your partner. You wouldn't make me do that, would you? And I'm like, because I don't like you when I don't like who you are when you play games. <laughs> I might pick it up because it's, it's the rules of the games, eh? Don't like it, don't play, and don't agree to the rules. That's right. And she, her argument, she never really knew the game. I was like, well, you agreed to play. It's called terms and conditions. She did come up with this really weird theory, but maybe I shouldn't say it on the show. Yeah, best not to. Maybe not. But mm. so she had to come to class with a loser written on her forehead, and uh, she wasn't too happy about that. Right. Yes. So she did it. She did, she did, she did, I'll give her, she did do it, so I'll give her credibility for that. So, over the next... she could have done something to make you change your mind. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not go there, John. It's a family show. Uh, and this week, um, just running like a forest gun, basically. Nice. So, yep, it's life as we know Back it right on now. track. Okay, and it's this week's show. It's a big, big one. It's going to be a real big one. Yeah, it is. Uh, iron rusts. Sheepers, creepers, it is. Yeah. It's going to be massive. Yeah. Iron men don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kikaha. We say that after that they'll know it's a long show because they've already listened to it. I know. Yes. Yeah, it's quite gold really, isn't it? Yeah, now 30. Right, see ya. Bye. <laughs>